Hey, what's up? This is Aiden Taco Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for uh, all the days Wednesday, the 2nd of January 2019. Happy fucking New Year. <sighs> I feel very tired. <clears throat> Listen to my voice. My voice is gone. Um, my body hurts. Um, <laughs> my mind feels slow. I'm drinking tea. I got my tea here. I'm sitting in my room, cross-legged on the floor. Oh, my voice is really trashed, isn't it? Jesus Christ. Um, New Year's was great. What do I want to talk about first? Good or bad? Not bad. Good or opportunity? <laughs> what people say. That's, you know, like people are like, it's not a bad thing. It's an opportunity to learn. Things are allowed to be bad. I don't know. I'm I'm stuck between that. Like, are things allowed to be bad? Should I say that if I feel a certain way in my life that that's bad? Or should that be an opportunity for me? Because I don't feel comfortable saying... Alright, I'll start with the bad thing. I've... <laughs> I, um... I don't know, man. I've felt like... Just the last three months has been... I feel like I've got no momentum at the moment, you know? And uh, I think I've probably said this before recently, but I've, I just want to, I, I don't know, I'll recap it now because I feel like New Year, I'm going away in two weeks, so it's time to start picking up some momentum again. But like, yeah, the last three months of uh, just being in Melbourne and riding and not having any money coming in and just kind of being stuck in the same routine, I don't know. Has been hard. No, I've, I don't know. Actually, I actually don't have anything to say about that. I just want to keep saying it. I feel like I'm a fucking broken record right now, repeating myself. You know, that's like a part of it. Like I've just, I feel like I've probably said this like every week on the podcast for the last month. But it just, I got to start running again. That's what I need to do. Meditation was good for a month there for that first month, a month and a half. <clears throat> I just like, I feel like I, I came off of like being in Europe and then in Sydney in September, I came back to Melbourne with all this momentum of like being away for three, four months and uh, that momentum like turned into, all right, so I was running for a while, I was running like three, four times a week and meditating every day and then the running kind of stopped and like slowed down and then eventually stopped, uh, and then the meditation wound down as well, and stopped, and it hasn't been replaced with anything, so I'm just, yeah, just like, just ran out of momentum, you know, and I've got all this stuff to look forward to, but it's all in the future, and nothing to look forward to really, like, this week, you know, that's how it's been for the last few months. <sighs> I really, I really went for it over Christmas, I think, Christmas and New Year's, that was great, and New Year's is done, and that's the last, like, of, you know, I gave it a good nudge, as they say, um, and New Year's is the last of the parties in the festive season, and now it's time to get back to work, like, New Year's Day is the Sunday of the year, isn't it? Like, Sunday, in terms of the week, is like, you go out Friday, Saturday, Thursday, if you're a maniac, um go out all three, why not, if you're fucking 18, maybe go out Tuesday, <laughs> back in the day in Adelaide, there used to be a pub that was the Tuesday spot, that's so gross, I was thinking about that the other day, there was like, 
there's like you know the places like the 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 clubs to go to on Thursday and Friday and Saturday, and there was the one on Sunday, and then there was also a club on Wednesday and Tuesday. There were no club nights, but there was a bar that all the clubbing kids used to go to on Tuesday and take drugs because people were so desperate to just you know to keep clubbing, keep the party going, man. Never has a stop. Nah, nah, nah. Tuesday. What day is it? It's Monday. We've been out. Let's go out Tuesday. Like it's so brutal. <laughs> like if you're still partying on Tuesday. That's an f- absolute nightmare. Um, and But yeah, New Year's Day is the Sunday of the week. It's like you go out, you know, the Sunday of the year. You go out Friday, Saturday, great. And then Sunday, some dregs are still out. Hopefully people aren't like partying, partying. But it's just like chilled beers, nice. Play some pool. Um, and uh, everyone knows that you're going home early on Sunday because on Monday, it's time to get back to work. And on the 2nd of Jan- January, it's time to get back to work. The festive season is over. It's done. <clears throat> There's no... That's like the most uh, pathetic thing that you see is like... Because you know all clubs and bars and everything have to be... Like the ones that are relying on that New Year's trade, like party venues get real excited over the festive season because they're like yeah come out it's gonna be huge like that's the big thing when everyone parties and then you see them on social media in mid-january being like hey guys want to keep the party going it's like no no i do not want to keep the party going want to keep the party going we'll come down for one dollar off of vodka when you buy five vodkas (laughs) like it's just the worst trick specials ever Come down for two for twenty dollar pints at, <laughs> at Snip Snap Jimmy's every Friday afternoon. <laughs> Snip Snap Jimmy's. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I don't. No, nah, I can't. I don't want to party. I don't. I don't want to party anymore. I don't want to. I just want to get back to work. That's what I'm gonna do. I want to start running again. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Fuck it. That's a like very New Year's thing as well, isn't it? I don't know what my resolutions are. They gotta be. If you're gonna do a resolution, it has to be like definite. It can't be like, I'm going to start running more. It has to be like, I'm going to run three times a week. But you know what? I don't want to do that because I want to take days off. And because I'm, while I am unhappy with my body and my physical condition, I'm not unhappy enough that I'm going to force myself to do something for a whole year. Like I'd need to probably put on another 10 kilos before I got like really hit the panic button, you know? (laughs) 10 kilos actually that would be fucking brutal if i put on another 10 kilos i'd be i would be legit fat i think that would really show on on what is let's all face it a very slight form um what did i do on new year's though new year's was sick new year's was i chalk it another one another that's two in a row of just chilling in in inner north melbourne it was um, started early, started, like, went and did, did comedy at Murphy's, the, uh, legendary New Year's Eve comedy show at Murphy McLaughlin's actual house, um, in his backyard, a few people there, and then we were like, fuck it, let's go, let's start drinking, let's go, so a few people came back, um, to Blake and my house, 
and just had beers out the front, smoking cigarettes, kicking the soccer ball around in the sun from like three in the afternoon. And then it was just that. There were like probably like six or seven people here. And then like a couple left and a couple more came. And it just kind of went like that through the day Uh, until like 9 p.m. And, uh, and then we went to, uh, we went to, a uh, there was a party, um, that has been happening every year for a while and it just, uh, it didn't seem like there was the same, maybe like in previous years, it's been just as like there, it hasn't been busy. Like it didn't feel like it had the same kind of kick as it has in previous years. Like there just weren't as many people there or whatever. And I think it was because the guys who, who live in the house were like, not even really planning on doing a party and then they just kind of went, oh, are we going to do a, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, we'll do it, you know. They, their hearts weren't so in it as they have been in previous years and um, the thing that I looked forward to was doing the uh, this game that we do. It's a real dumb tradition but it's like, did, like you all stand around in a circle and then like you go, did Taco enjoy his year? And then, everyone in the circle goes around and says what that person thinks their year is going to be, like what they think the person in question thinks their year is going to be. So like I reckon Taco's year was a was a 9.5 because of this and this and this. Everyone goes around and guesses and then you get to the person and they have to rate their own year. Um, that was very nice. That was a nice opportunity to be, it's a nice opportunity to be like honest and, and frank with your friends and, and like see how much you know about them and, and I don't know. It's it's good when you get someone who maybe has had a tough year, and you get the chance to be like, "I see that you've had a tough year. I see, I see you. I see you, brother." Yeah, I don't know. That was that was very nice. And there was some there was uh, <laughs> there was uh, one count of tears, which was nice. Uh, sad tears and probably alcohol induced tears, but tears nonetheless. Hey, a tear is a tear. A tear is always a tear. It's the irreducible emotional unit, the like the atom, you know? Because you can't split a tear in half. <laughs> I, I don't even think I've made myself clear on what I really want to say there. Like, it just tears are tears, you know? If, if it's drunk tears or, or... Is it? When someone cries, does it mean less if they're drunk? Or are they still cool? Well, it depends whether that person cries all the time, doesn't it? Because I don't fucking cry. I never cry, dude. I actually probably cry... How many times did I cry last year? Uh, one? I don't reckon I cried last year. Did I cry last year? Not from sad... Not from being sad. No, I didn't cry last year. Got through the year without crying. And you know what? Uh, retroactively, that was my New Year's resolution. <laughs> And I did it. Look at me. I fucking did it. Fuck all you. Uh, imagine <laughs> that's just such an unhealthy New Year's resolution. <laughs> what kind of person, what kind of past have you had where you feel like that's where you want to get to in the next 12 months? I'm going to know. <laughs> I'm just going to get through the next year without crying. <laughs> that's like, uh, that's like either you're scared of weakness. Like you like you. <laughs> People have been manipulating you and shit for your whole life. You're like, I gotta stop showing my underbelly to these people. I need to not cry for twelve months, and then hopefully, hopefully, people will stop stealing money from me without my noticing. 
<laughs> Just using your weaknesses. <laughs> <coughs> oh, God, I just choked on some tea. Um, well, look, and I'm crying. <coughs> oh, that's that New Year's resolution out the window. If you're listening to this podcast, don't you ever fucking tell anyone that I'm crying right now. I don't want my weaknesses getting... It turns out my weakness is having a good time while drinking tea. Um, <laughs> if your New Year's resolution is to go through a year without crying, either, you, either you've been crying too much... Yeah, no, either you've, been, um, either you've been exploited for your weaknesses or you've been just crying every single day. And even then, just limit your crying to once a week. Do you know what I mean? Just get... Save it all up and let it out in one big... Gosh, but don't stop altogether. That's the thing. A year is such a long time. Like, it really isn't, but it also very much is. And really, that is an absolutely meaningless statement. I mean, looking back, it doesn't seem like a long time. But in terms of keeping up a challenge or like a, you know, or just being in one emotion or in one like phase of your life or whatever for, for a whole year, it's a long time. And to think that you're going to be like, even if, you know, you have different emotions every day, happy, sad, whatever, but you can kind of look back and point to like, oh, I've been going in this direction for a few months and in this direction for a few months. And a year is a long time to maintain focus and, and keep at something, I think. Something like running or whatever that's like not your main focus, but just something that you want to do to better yourself. But then that's kind of what you have to do. <laughs> You couldn't not cry for a year if you were trying to. It might just happen like me. It turns out for the last year, without trying, I've just been the toughest cunt ever. But I could never set my mind to doing that. Because then you're just going to be blindsided eventually. Um, yeah, I'm not nah, running. I still I want to run tomorrow. I'm going to run tomorrow. But I'm not going to start running again. It's too much. So after the... Um, after the the, the New Year's party. We did New Year's there. That was nice. And then... Um, oh. And then... I got word of uh, another party. At like... At like two? Yeah, like two in the morning or something. Um, so a group of six of us went down there. And that party was kicking off. Oh, it was great. Full house... Um, people just shoulder to shoulder dancing, um, big like back room with the DJ opening up onto a deck and then down into the backyard of this house. And, uh, the party was, yeah, it was full when we got there at about three, yeah, there about three or two. I don't fucking remember. Not super early, but not super late. No, no, we must've got there at like one, but, um, yeah, that was like a, a great change of speed. That's what I wanted. And after, like, the day being nice and stretching on, um, the day was great. Reed Street was okay, but it was really nice just to hang with my friends. That's where all my friends were. And then this other party was um, was fucking lit. Um, Phil was there with uh, with his girlfriend, Ruby. Lovely time. Um, I don't know, man. It just, it was a great New Year's. It was another great New Year's. It was exactly what I, what I wanted to go to that party and, and get real silly. And then yesterday was just like in bed all day, nothing. 
Yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be fine. <laughs> um, Saturday was fucking sick. I wanna, I wanna talk about this guy. What should I do before? I wanna do um, a little bit of music. It's the time. Oh fuck yeah. Um, Body Jar, not the same. Anyone know that song? Do you remember that song? I just looked at my Body Jar. Formed in 1990. No, there's some Melbourne band. I don't know. Some old fucking punk band, whatever. But I heard the song in um, Little Mess, the bar on Sydney Road where we do comedy every Sunday. Uh, the song played and I was like, what the fuck, man? This is a crazy digging in the crates. It was, uh, I thought it was the original Tony Hawk's game, but I looked it up and it's not. It was on Tony Hawk's 3. But it's like, it's such a classic Tony Hawk's pro skater song. Like that kind of, you know, it's like, uh, what was, I think the song was from 99, <clears throat> Australian punk, you know, um, a short punk song. I think it's shorter than, or it might be three minutes, but it's like, it reminds me of Friends of Rom, even though it's not their sound, it reminds me of like all the old Friends of Rom video clips of just like a fisheye lens and a bunch of young punks with no shirts on jumping in a, a room with like nothing in it, you know, a room that you're like. That room must have been, like, set up for that video clip because there's no way that a room in a house that those dudes lived in with their financial situation, there's no way that they had just an empty room, you know? Like, you, they either live in a real small house or they live in a big house with a bunch of people. There's no way a room is empty. There's no wasted space when those guys are living off doll money. Why do they have an empty room? But put surely someone's sleeping on the floor there, you know? It's been weird when I've gone to parties in the past and there is an empty room. Because actually that does exist. There's like rooms that, like no one lives there, but there's just like a drum kit in the room. That's, I mean, maybe you're playing music all the time. I guess some people just fucking play a lot of music. But I'm like, how is that an efficient use of that space? Surely someone could be sleeping in there as well, you know? Because you're not playing the drums when people are sleeping anyway in the house. They're loud. Just but let someone sleep in the bloody kick in the in the bottom of the drum. Come on. <clears throat> oh, it's always strange to me when there's a house and there's just a room with nothing in it. That seems like a waste of space. Anyway, that's what punk video comes to mind when I listen to this song. Not the same by Body Jar. I looked it up and uh, I don't know what the fucking deal is with those old bands. Like they formed in 1990 and they went to 2006. And then, uh, no, their last album was 2006. They split in 2009. That's already 20 years. Like, that's a good career. And they had a couple lineup changes of, like, the drummer or whatever in that time. But then they played one gig in, like, 2013. And then they reformed in, in like, 2016 or something. And it's just like, let it go, man. It's done. Like, if their big shit was in the 90s, Surely they've got new projects that they want to explore. And surely if you're like tenacious and hungry enough to get to the toll, like, you know, to get to a good position in a game that's as crazy as, as like the music industry, surely you're going to carry that with you for the rest of your life and, and keep looking to new things. Like, cause reforming an old band that was successful 15 years ago that hit like the peak of its success 15 years ago that's just a very desperate move surely you know surely everyone in the band knows that it's done at that point and you can start looking to new things rather than trying to dig up an old sound like at least reform under a different name surely under a different name i don't know 
but I'm not there in my life yet. I'm not there. Maybe you get to a point where you're like, you know what? I don't have enough money. I'm out of ideas. Maybe I'm just going to cash in on the previous successes that I had. Because I guess they would be able to tour off the back of the name Body Jar. Play to a bunch of people who used to be punks and now have like weird sales jobs and stuff because they didn't go to university and <clears throat> they got no skills. So, you know, working in like childcare or... Yeah, you know other industries that are worthless. No, I... <laughs> what do those people do? Hey, you know, there's a lot of people who like were ravers or punks or whatever, and then like they have a kid. That's the kind of people that would be going to a body jar concert, like, reliving shit from 15 years ago when their cultural like awareness kind of stopped because they had a kid. But they were so deep in that scene until they had a kid. They still got all the face tattoos and shit. So literally, like childcare is the only job they can do. And then they fucking save up their month's worth of being underpaid money. Get a sitter for their 14-year-old kid and, and go to the Body Jar concert and throw their limbs around like they used to when they were 25, except they can't anymore. They put their back out and then they can't go do their childcare shit because that's like lifting up kids. So they're out for a month and uh, and they, they, uh, they miss their rent and they get kicked out of the house that they live in in St. Kilda. Really, body jar, i got to ask you, do you think you're doing the good thing there? I don't think you are. I think you're really endangering people's lives who are holding on too tightly to the past. Everyone needs to let it go. Even, yeah, why are the fans going to body jar? You know that the show's not going to be as good. You all just, you all just need to stop. You all just need to stop. Just listen to the recordings when everyone was 20 and... Body just stop playing the shows. People stop going to them, <laughs> and 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 then the corner hotel in Richmond can be used for a more current musical experience. All right, that's what I need to say to you guys. <laughs> I wonder where they played. I'm not gonna look it up, but that <laughs> what kind of fucking venues would have that show? Like it's like it's like when I went and saw fucking. Um, I can't remember the Irish cunt from fucking uh, Boyzone or whatever in Hamer Hall. And it was like full of 50-year-old people. But it was still half full. Like it's in, it was in Hamer Hall. So it was like a big 2,000-seat venue. But it was half full, you know? And it was amazing. But it's still like someone's holding on to something. Who is it? <sighs> So, oh, we met the fucking lingerer. We met the lingerer on Saturday night. We met this guy. <clears throat> I was out with some mates and uh, just there was a dude, like we went to go from one bar to another bar and there was a guy um, just like on the street outside the first bar when we were leaving who was like some, he was from Manchester. I can't. Wait, I can't do the Manchester... No. Oh, fucking hell. Fucking hell, man. Kind of like that. I don't fucking know. Whatever the accent is, the Manchester accent. Um, but he was like, I'm, I don't know where a girl in Melbourne. I'm new in the city. Can I, can I come down with you guys? And someone fucking said yes. Like, hey, yeah, do you want to come drink? And it was just like, no, why? Why did you say that? So, he's just tagged along with us. We went to um, the Rochi, and, like, as soon as he started rolling along, it was just like, this was a bad decision. 
But um, now we get to the Rochi, and he's sitting there with us. There's five of us, one of him. We're all on one side of the table. He's on the other side by himself. He's one of the kind of drunk dudes that are like always trying to shake your hand, you know? Like he met all of us probably twice because he was pretty drunk and by himself. And then he started just always trying to like you'd say anything directed at him and he'd be like, yeah, man, you know, man, that's it. That's it. Yeah. And go like lean across the whole table to shake your hand. And it's like, dude, this is too much. Stop trying so hard. But I mean, I guess if you're in a city by yourself, it's just have some self-respect though, you know, like, I mean, even just to ask people, hey, can I come hang out with you guys? That's pretty pathetic. I would never, I would never fucking do that. Just go to a place. If That's someone who doesn't know how to be by themselves and travel by themselves. Like, if you're in a new city, yeah, the first night that you're in the city, guess what? You're alone. You are alone. You're not finding new people. And he'd said, he'd like, oh, I'd already met like three groups of people tonight. It's like, yeah, that's three groups of people who fucking bailed on you, man. <clears throat> first night in a new city, you're hanging out by yourself. Unless you already know someone there, you just got to come to terms with the fact that you're not meeting new people that night. And then you go, the next day, you go and do a tour. You go and do a walking tour, one of those free tours. That's three hours of walking around with the same group of people. You'll meet someone there who's also new to the city and looking to meet people, and then you can find people. And if that doesn't work, fucking go on a tour the next day. Go see some, Go 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 to a show. Don't just stand out the front of pubs, wait for people to come out and ask if you can hang out with them. Like, that's the thing, is it's like, he was just standing at the front of the fucking bar. How look, that's, he's begging for friendship. Ugh. How long was he standing there? How many groups of people did he ask to hang out with before he got one where the person was nice enough and charitable enough to be like, come and hang out with us, person that I've never spoken to before in my life? I'm sure it'll be great. Ugh. He came through and um, he was just talking about crap. He also, surprise, surprise, was just not a great hang, you know? Um, and he, I guess, was insecure, so he was trying to big up himself the whole time. He was going like, man, I've been everywhere. He was talking about all the places he's traveled to. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. And I'm at this point just like kind of mocking him. So like humoring him. I'm like, yeah, sick, man. Where have you been? Tell us where you've been. And he's like, Ibiza, uh, London, Berlin, Amsterdam, Thailand, New York. It's like, yeah, these are all the fucking places that you would go if you were looking to get drugs. And then he started to be like, you guys, you guys partying tonight? Is it, is it what this is? That you guys are on the drugs? Do you want to get some drugs? Where, where do you can you get the drugs at? And uh, we were like, nah, this is kind of it, man. We're just drinking at bars. Um, and uh, oh, he started talking about a zombie. Do you ever have a zombie? Do you like a zombie? Some fucking drink. And I'm like, no, nah, I've never had a zombie. He's like, oh, you got, you gotta have a zombie, man. And uh. He like offered, he like offhandedly offered to buy me one. So I'm like, yeah, dude, come inside. We'll get it. And, uh, he goes, the bartender will have two zombies. Bartender makes them and they're 40 bucks. And he turns to me and goes, oh man, I might have to get you to split this with me. And I'm like, hell no, hell fucking no. Threw my hands up and just walked out back to the beer garden, made him pay for him. And he come back and he was just like, man, you got to fucking chill out, man. There you go. I got you a zombie. I'm, at that point. 
I would have, if I was that guy, I would have been like, these people don't want to hang out with me. It's time for me to make some new fucking friends. But he came back and he gave me the drink. At this point, like, I, I don't know. Am I the bad dude for taking the drink off this guy? <laughs> well, I just... I, I don't have any patience for someone who's going to let that happen to them, you know? If you're going to be dumb enough to hang around us and not realise that you're not really wanted, but not but everyone's too polite just to tell you to fuck off, if you're going to do that, then I'm going to fucking rinse you. <laughs> I still can't make that sound good, can I? I still can't make that sound like I'm a good guy. Yeah, I took drinks off a dude who was new to the city and didn't have any friends. <laughs> and... Um, the the greatest part was uh, Blake, me and uh, a couple other people told, told the guy that Blake was a comedian, but we didn't tell him that we were comedians. We were just like, oh yeah, Blake's a comedian. And immediately the guy <laughs> turned to him and goes, you're a comedian. Make me laugh, man. Make me laugh. Tell me a joke. Tell me a jerk. Make me laugh. And uh, And we all bailed and went inside and left Blake out there with this dude. Who's just leaning across it. Tell me a joke, man. Tell me a joke. Make me laugh. And uh, when we came back, Blake was like in the dude's ear telling him a joke. But it looked like like he did, like he wanted it to happen while we were out of the room, you know. Um, so we did. It was like walking in on someone waking. Is what it looked like. And then. Um, so he like told him the whole joke and apparently the guy had been getting pretty aggressive about like, tell me a joke, tell me a joke. So Blake was just like, all right, I'll tell you this, but like, I don't know, like, you're going to laugh? And the guy was like, I will laugh, promise, man, I promise I'll laugh. And then Blake told him the joke and the guy just went, I respect that you told me. <laughs> he didn't laugh at all. <laughs> um, yeah, that guy was a fucking nightmare. I think I'm done. That's me for today. Oh. <sighs> I feel very, still very low energy, but I feel like I got there at some points. I was going to do like my highlights and lowlights for the year, but I really can't be fucked. I don't know. I think this year is going to be good. I think by the end of this month, I think I'm going to be like back up again. I'm going to be excited and traveling and shit again. Um, if you're in Perth, fucking tell some Perth people about my show that's coming up. I'm starting on the 18th of January and from then onwards, 16... 16 dates over that four weeks after that um check it out on the perth fringe website aiden taco jones 52 days other than that thank you guys for listening to this i hope you had a fucking sick new year and uh and have a fucking great 2019 this has been aiden taco jones sitting under a tree peace